Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, well, hello Seattle, hello Pacific Northwest, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your master mixologist, uh, commodore of cocktails, and weekend wine guy. So excited to be back in studio. It is the middle of February, and happy Valentine's Day. Today is the day for pink and red and roses and chocolate and lobster and all the good stuff. Um, how about some red and white wine and perhaps even some brewskis? And uh, excited about today's show. I've got two great guests, as always. I've got Lisa Packer, the uh, founder and owner and winemaker for War King Winery, located in Walla Walla, and uh, excited to taste her new wines. Just met so uh, really excited to uh, see what's happening in the, the one of the newest parts of Washington wine industry, uh, of course, the newbies. Also have David LeClaire, the founder of Seattle Uncorked, uh, sommelier, uh, event guru, and uh, we're going to learn, uh, hear about what's happening over uh, at his cool locations. He's got a couple great events coming up. It's Harleys and Hops and debuts and discoveries. And he brought some beer and cider, so we'll get a taste of that. And uh, if you like um, Taste and Wine, well, I hope you had a chance to go to Taste Walla Walla. I was there on Monday at McCall Hall. It was a fantastic event. Got a chance to taste some great wines uh, and meet all the industry folks. Um, and it's always fun. They had a great public event uh, following the trade event during the day, and that public event was sold out. So um, be sure you tune in and check out, get your tickets for all these great events that we have in if I'm talking about it, it's going to be fun. And what is fun is the Seattle Wine and Food Experience coming up uh, February 22nd. That's next Sunday. So uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Seattle Wine and Food Experience, in, um, well, they present a host of great wines, uh, beers, spirits, and uh, a variety of great chefs. Uh, I believe they've got one of the great casinos coming in to uh, host uh, their food pavilion, and they've got uh, the Beef Commission and the Lamb Commission, and it's just a, um, well, David, tell me all about the Seattle Wine and Food Experience Muir. Well, it's uh, one of my favorite events every year because I don't have to work it. <laughs> and, and so there's usually, you know, a good at least 100, if not 200 vendors. It just is, it's a pretty massive, uh, you know, situation. Every year they always focus on one wine region. Uh, last year was Oregon, so I'm not sure who they're doing I think this it's year. Woodenville. Is it Woodenville this year? So they have one little breakout area, which is just on that region. But it's the closest thing that we actually have locally to an international tasting because there are international brands and some California brands where most of our events are local, you know, primarily locally driven. And it's great to have a little uh, exposure to the rest of the world of wine and spirits. And that's SeattleWineAndFoodExperience.com. Tickets available now. I think you can probably still get a great deal on some VIP tickets before the deadline. Uh, so don't delay. It's next Sunday. You'll have a great time. And uh, if you're looking really far ahead, uh, my friend Jeffrey Dorgan, the uh, sommelier over at the Space Needle, is hosting a wine academy. 
Academy. If you'd like to taste some great wines, try some bites, and learn about, uh, well, learn to get an education on uh, the cool wines up in the sky, that's uh, spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy. So, David LeClaire, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio, and uh, the Seattle Wine and Food Experience is going to be great, but tell me what's going on in your world. Well, we're always trying to uh, come up with something different, and uh, yet, you know, so the newest event that we've come up with this year is uh, Harley's and Hops. And when we started Seattle Uncorked years ago, it was just a wine club. But we've just, the, everything has exploded. The distillery industry has exploded to over 100 distilleries. The cideries, there's over 50 cideries now. And now there's over 200 breweries. So 200 breweries in Washington 200 State? 200 breweries. Oh, my goodness. And then 800 plus wineries. And then now pot's legal. So, you know, obviously we like to have a good time. Cannabis. Here. Oh, yeah. Cannabis. Cannabis. cannabis uh, yeah. yeah. So our next event is Harley's and Hops up in Linwood. And it's at the Harley dealer. So surrounded by a bunch of cool bikes. And there'll be a big stage for uh, live bands. And then on top of that, we'll have about 10 breweries that are going to be uh, pouring their beer. So I actually brought some beer to taste uh, with uh, this is uh, called the Wingman Brewery, which I thought that would be kind of appropriate for, yeah. you know, you and I have been Wingman at a few different <laughs> events before. Yes, we have, and that's uh, it's always good to, to tag team in tandem. Right. And then our second event that's coming up is Debuts and Discoveries, and that's all about all these new distilleries, new cideries, new breweries, and new wineries. So uh, Working is one of the new wineries, and they're going to be at this particular event, as well as uh, the cider that I brought, which is from Schilling Cider. So that's what's in your glass, and I thought we could probably taste that whenever you're ready. Excellent. Well, I see the Harleys and Hops. Um, let's talk about that. That's a, a benefit for the housing hope.org group and the tickets are only 25 bucks it's the uh, in two fridays from now or well, yeah one or two it's february 27th up in linwood and that sounds like a great time i would bring a camera because you get some great bikes and i wonder if you can wear your chaps you get a discount well <laughs> as long as you're uh, sitting on a bike when you're wearing them that's great <laughs> uh great so that's uh tickets available at housinghope.org and that's february 27th harleys and hops i love that name um but this uh cider we have in my glass is yeah. shilling cider and yeah. will they be at debuts and discoveries or at harleys and hops uh, they will be at debuts okay and so uh, uh, that particular event has, I think, five cideries, five breweries, five distilleries, and then about 15 new wineries. And uh, that's going to be at Hangar 30 this year down at Magnuson Park. Uh, last year, we packed the uh, Mountaineers room to the point where nobody could move, so we had to get bigger and better. Oh, wow. So, and Schilling is uh, one of the biggest cideries that is in the area, but they're still really new. And a lot Where are they people, located? Uh, they're actually over in Fremont. And they have actually a cider truck as well, so they can actually go out and do events now, almost like a like a food truck. Well, it's exciting because uh, Schilling has uh, ciders and cans, which I think is very appropriate because it's uh, well, it's easy access and uh, easy disposing. Um, I just put my nose in this cider, this glass of cider, and I got a distinct hint of uh, uh, tree fruit and ginger. Yeah, this is their well. Given the Arasam, I would expect you to pull the ginger out. Um, this is their ginger cider, and they do quite a few different ciders. Um, you know, the other thing that's really cool about uh, Schilling is that even though they have their location in Fremont, they pour everybody else's ciders at their own location. So it's not like you have to go there and just try their own. So if you've tried through their lineup, they'll also treat you to the ability to be able to try others. 
And this is in Fremont. Where at in Fremont? Uh, you know, kind of right across from where Adobe is located. So, um, you know, where the inner urban statues are? Yeah. So they're right in that little neck right there. Okay. So uh, it's better to walk down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. much parking around exactly. there. Well, Debuts and Discoveries is a March event, and it's Saturday, March 21st. How would we get tickets to that event where uh, we're featuring Schilling Cider and all these new cideries and beers and distilleries and wineries? Well, that one is actually a um, kind of a combination charity where the, the Rotary Club from the uh, University District is partnering with the University Food Bank. So it, the website is usrotary.org, and that's really actually for the University Sunrise, not the United States. I so was going to say, it sounds pretty big. Yeah, so University Sunrise, uh, and I had to meet with them this morning, and they meet at 7 in the morning. I hate that stuff. And Saturdays yeah. even, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Uh, okay, so debas- debuts and discoveries, or debuts and discoveries, uh Debuts March twenty first to Saturday. It's out at Magnuson Park, Building thirty. And um, you know, I think ciders has really come a long way in the last three years. Even it's, it's an exploding industry. Um, there's so many new cideries coming up, but for some, somehow they figured it out. I mean, they're making great quality product. Yeah. Well, I think one of it is we have obviously all the produce here to work with. I mean, this is a big apple state, so there's no question that we don't already have the produce to work with. But I think beyond just the fact that we're located near uh, near apples, it's also the fact that uh, there's a lot of gluten-free people, and cider is really approaching the market that the people who used to drink beer but can't because of gluten are moving to cider because it's the most beer-like, and yet it's, cider, it's uh, gluten-free. So we call them glutards. So the glutards <laughs> are all into the cider now. It's the rage for the glutards, and it's not cheap. Some of this stuff is, you know, $18, $20 a bottle which I can't bring myself to do yet, but Well, you got to step up, young man. I, mean, I know, You've got know. some resources, and um, it's truly a different experience other than beer because mm-hmm. you get a higher acid profile, so you get the wine experience. Uh, you, of course, you get some tree fruits and perhaps some citrus, and in some cases, some infusion like ginger. And this is a pretty tasty cider, the Schilling Cidery Ginger Cider. What's it called? Officially? Yeah, it's just ginger cider. Ginger cider. Yep. Um, it's probably got some health benefits. I wonder if we can use some ginseng cider and we get a, <laughs> a bunch of things going on. Um, they sell us in six packs or four packs? Uh, this is actually a four pack. And uh, a lot of most of these things are in large 22 ounce bomber sized bottles. And yeah, so. and I always thought that was a big commitment. Yeah. Because you, you want cider not to uh, go flat. It always has a little bit of effervescence. And then um, I like cider, but I think the ten, the 12-ounce can for me is a little more approachable because, you know, it's one and done. And then I can finish a half a bottle of cider, or what, as it would be in the, the 750. Right. So I um, have the pleasure of speaking with David LeClaire, the founder of Seattle Uncorked. And uh, you've got a website for all these great events you do at seattleuncorked.com. That's correct. And uh, the two events we're talking about are Harleys and Hops, which I think is a great name, coming up. Um, two weeks, February 27th. And uh, if you like cider, if you want to go check out ciders, check out Debuts and Discoveries. That's Saturday, March 21st, down in Magnuson Park. Uh, tickets available at usrotary.org. .org. Well, uh, this shilling cider is pretty tasty. What is this like a buck fifty, two bucks a can? Yeah, it's about a buck fifty a can. I mean, normally, they don't like you to break up the four packs, but uh, somebody had already broke up the four packs, so I didn't <laughs> feel so bad. Uh, great. No guilt. So no guilt cider. Uh, well, tell me some of the other um, cideries that are in town that you're familiar with, because uh, shilling sounds great down in Fremont, but uh, um, there's there's a couple other that that are coming up here. and Because uh, to me, when I think of cider, it's always something over... Um, 
um, in Chelan and uh, uh, Kashmir and even the Tri-Cities. Right. Well, and most of them aren't actually located here like Schilling is with their tasting rooms. But I can tell you that where I came from right prior to here was Downtown Spirits, which is where I bought the, the product to uh, taste today. Maru, Belbaiba. Yeah, we love Maru. We like and Maru. So, uh, but the thing was is that almost all the ciders that they have, and they have a lot of different ciders, were from Portland. It was amazing how many more Oregon uh, producers there were. So when I said 50 local ciders, I mean 50 Washington ciders. Then you add another probably 100, uh, I would think, 75 to 100 down in Oregon. And a lot of them are a little bigger and have the distribution. They've been at it for a little bit longer. So some of the other local ones that I really like that are going to be at debuts are Elemental, uh, Six Knot, These Wicked, and Nigel. Um, and most of those you won't find in stores yet because they're so small. D's Wicked, huh? D's Wicked. D's Wicked Cider. And yeah. then Nigel, that's an interesting one. Yep. And then Elemental and Six Knot. And those guys are so small that a lot of them you won't find in stores yet. And that's kind of the cool part of this event is okay. you're getting to see a lot of these people. Kind of like Lisa's wines that we're going to try later today. You're going to not have a hard time finding these in stores right now because they're so new. But doesn't mean that you're not going to want to get your hands on them. And that's why you listen to Happy Hour Radio. You get the exclusive opportunities to taste brand new discoveries and debuts uh saturday march 21st at Southern magnuson park it's a, it's a more than a month away and by that time you'll be of uh, you'll have achieved all of your new year's resolutions and you'll be ready to uh participate and, and uh explore and um enjoy some ciders some beers and uh perhaps lisa's war king winery which will be at this debuts and discoveries that's correct and even coral wines i hear is going to be there well it's certainly possible <laughs> coral wines that's uh that's something close to my heart. I'll tell you all about that in the upcoming show. Um, we're going to take a break here in a minute. And when we come back from the break, we're going to continue with our friend David LeClaire, the uh, founder of SeattleUncorked.com, and also meet um, one of Woodenville's newest wineries. It's called War King. And uh, the young lady who is the proprietor is Lisa Packer. And uh, no, she's not from Wisconsin like me, but uh, uh, she's got the cool last name if you're a G-Man fan. And Lisa Packer is going to be here. We're going to try some of her great wines. She's got uh, three tasty wines and uh, learn all about her history. And, and it was very interesting because I had a chance to meet her over at, uh, well, another event that you produced, helped produce, David, was the Woman food and wine all-stars right is that the yeah. title women stars of food and wine okay yeah yep. women stars that was a fun event uh, great energy in the room over the Columbia Tower um, I like that because it's a it gets you out of the doldrums uh, it helps you know s solve the Super Bowl uh, hangover and uh, well of course they had great food and uh, women chefs and of course and women winemakers and this is where I met Lisa so when we come back from the break um, we're going to dive into some uh, well we're going to have a beer from David and get, get into some of this red and white wines from Warwick King Winery. So uh, if you have any questions out there, send us an email to ask at happyhourradio.net. And if you've got a Twitter handle, it's uh, at happyhrradio. So stick around and we'll be right back. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, and welcome back. It's uh, 620 here in 
<laughs> the beautiful town of Seattle, the little town. The city of Seattle at 6 p.m. It's Happy Hour Radio. And I've got the pleasure of speaking with uh, David LeClaire, the founder of Seattle Uncorked and uh, the event master of uh, two great events coming up. The first event uh, is in March, a little far away. Saturday, March 21st, debuts and discoveries. Check out uh, tickets at usrotary.org. And uh, right now, we're looking ahead. It's uh, really two weeks from now. Harley's and Hops, it's up in Linwood, right? Lake City. Uh, it's actually in Linwood. Linwood, yeah. great. Linwood, and it's for housinghope.org, and tickets are only 25 bucks, and you're serving some beer, right? Yeah, so what's really pretty cool is the beer industry has exploded in the, in the Northwest, and we host all kinds of beer events throughout the year. But uh, what I've found is that what's really interesting about the beer industry is that a lot of the beers you can't find in stores because they're only produced in six-barrel kegs. So it's really tough to find a lot of these small guys unless you actually go to the brewery. So most of the just, uh, the breweries that are going to be at this particular event won't have bottled beer. So it's the only way you can try it is if you go to an event and they pour it on kegs. So we just did a very similar thing where we went to the Belgian Fest that was uh, put on by the Beer Commission, and that was just crazy, but it's all... When was that? That was just uh, about a week ago down at the uh, Bell Harbor. Oh, interesting. Belgian Fest, and it was, was intense. Do Belgians have an accent? <laughs> Not the Northwest guys. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. So um, beer is is definitely brewing. It's exploding. It's uh, bubbling around. Away and um, you know driving through Eastern Washington, especially through Yakima, I was really um, surprised. I shouldn't be surprised to see how many new hop farms are going in. They've got all those great big stakes. They look like giant X's in the in the field, and uh, they're very tall. And like, what is that? Those are for hops, and that's pretty neat because all these craft breweries have, uh, well. Used all the hops. Yeah. Well, we're actually something like uh, the produ- the producer of 70% of the world's hops. So people come here every fall from Japan, from uh, Germany, from wherever that you know, beer is popular, and they snatch up all the hops they can. So it's become a huge, huge industry, and it's very expensive uh, to get into the industry as far as uh, the growing part of it because of the, the side of, of uh, harvesting it all. So it's really expensive to plant those and it's really expensive to harvest it. So it's become big money, and uh, it's not like it used to be where everybody just grows a little bit of hops. So what you're seeing are acres For personal acres use, acres, right? right. Yeah. So it's a big, big industry for Washington now that a lot of people that are not in the beer industry wouldn't be aware of, but it's become a really big deal, and it's not supporting just our own beer industry, but also the beer industries of the world. Interesting, too, because craft beer, for the most part, in my opinion, has um, the proliferation of India pale ales and pale ales. I mean, craft beer, but for some reason, by nature, has to have a serious IBU, an international bittering unit profile. I mean, there's so many hops and beers, craft beers, which is, is like new oak. For some wineries, like, hey, I got two years of 100% new French oak. Like, well, that's great, but sometimes I think the hops, it's just the tactile, the tannin and the aromas and the flavors, it can be a little bit much, um, especially when a 22 ounce beer. Right. Well, I think the other thing that's happening is is that um, because the hops is just a one time a year harvest, uh, but you're making beer all year long, that there is a festival that happens in Yakima every fall called the Fresh Hops Festival, and that's beer made out of fresh hops. That seems like a normal kind of thing, but the reality is you can't keep those hops very long because they're fresh. So what they're doing is there's this huge industry now to basically boil down and make a syrup or a kind of an extract out of these hops so you can use it all year long. So now you can basically make the most potent 
you know, hoppy beers you want any time of the year, but they have a very stable form of hops because it's not just you're relying on it being fresh. Well, I kind of thought that's how hashish came around. <laughs> it looks like hashish. <laughs> you, put, you don't want to smell it. Yeah. You put bricks together. Well, um, let's not uh, digress too far um, from the conversation of breweries. And Harley's and Hops is Friday, February 27th. And what is this beer? I see it's a wingman brewery. Where's this at? Yeah, so from? this is actually a Tacoma brewery. And um, it's just called Tacoma Ales. And the wingman, I just thought was really kind of fun name. And beer people are just so irreverent. They love things like Skull Splitter and, you know, Dead Children. I mean, they just, they will come up with the craziest Dead names. Dead puppies. Where wine people would never do that in a million years. So, for some reason, the beer industry embraces kind of irreverence. And they have this a very playful attitude. And, yeah. I, and I appreciate that. But I think the cool thing about breweries is they can constantly make new batches throughout the year. So, they always are coming up with something new and different. Where winery, it's a one-time-a-year kind of a thing. And it's true. It's a vintage. And yet, uh, brew, brewing uh, takes uh, six weeks. Really? Right. I remember home brewing, and I, I had some irreverent names, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Diggler. <laughs> okay, well, um, Harleys and Hops is Friday, February 27th. Tickets available at housinghope.org. Uh, this Wingman Brewery, this is an IPA, an Indian Pale Ale, which means uh, um, it comes from the old sh- days of, of the English uh, and their shipping uh, colonies, colonialization uh, from India. So they had all this great beer on ships, and they would use hops as a natural preservative, so so India Pale Ale has a little more hot profile. This has got a nice little bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reminds like me it. of French oak, actually. Yeah. But, you know, it's not overwhelming, where some of them can be like the hop monster or whatever, and just you just you, yeah. it's just over the top, and then it's like, how many, how much of that can you drink? Right. And it's at a time. That's some ice cubes, And perhaps. this is happy hour. It is happy hour, so we can actually drink a lot. And Well, I mean... <laughs> In moderation, of course. Well, uh, David LeClaire, I want you to stick around as we dive into some of the new wineries here. And, and we've got one great winery. It's uh, War King. Um, and I'm pleased to introduce Lisa Packer. Welcome to Happy Hour. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So let's just start off. Um, how did you get started in the wine business? How did I get started in the winery? Um, I actually started about five years ago. I worked in high-tech marketing and sales for um, 15 years and uh, I just I needed a change and uh, I had a friend who was the daughter of a winemaker and uh, I she just said why don't you go pursue food or wine and I uh, there was a program at Lake Washington Tech uh, that had just been announced I know nobody knows about it because it lasted two years I got in when it started and I got out just as it ended Um, but I went and I called um, and I got the dean of the program right away on the phone, and he said, well, just come up tonight and see what you think. And so I went the first night, and he said, what did you think? And I said, I loved it. He says, come back tomorrow. What was that first night about? What were we yeah. talking about? Just drinking <laughs> wines? We were. Getting you hooked? Yes, we were. And, you know, it, I thought the transition for me from a marketing standpoint would be to marketing and sales of wine. Um, but the more I got into it, the more I found out about making it, um, and the science behind wine, that was the side that pulled me in that direction. Yeah. And then um, I ended up going, and uh, part of the program was I had to do an internship um, at a winery in Woodenville, and I uh, was linked up with Patterson Sellers there. And Patterson Sellers does custom crush for 
um, a great deal of wineries out there in Woodville. Yeah, John Patterson has yeah. got a big operation. Very helpful. Yeah, he is a great guy, and uh, I was his intern, and I showed up, and he said, okay, go hook that hose up to that tank, and the you know the hardware's on the wall and I was like what I had no idea what I was doing and he was very patient and he was a great teacher and I uh, worked uh, harvest with him which was pretty much a twenty four seven job and it was one of those things where you know um, it was one of the hardest things I ever did but it's also like that thing that just feeds your soul. And um, I just, I just kept going back. I love seeing the fruit. I loved touching the fruit. I loved the whole winemaking process, fermentation. Um, Did you harvest white grapes or red grapes that first year? Everything, because he does custom crush. So oh. I met all the winemakers, and I saw every grape there was, and every shape there was, and um, it was just, you know, it was the best place to learn. And so I stuck with it. And then then you graduated from Lake Washington Tech? I did. And then I ended up staying with John. And then I came back a second year with him. And he uh, actually let me learn a little bit more about the business. I helped him work events. Um, I worked the tasting room. Whatever they needed, I did. And um, and so I yeah just kept kept with it. And then it got to this point where... I wasn't getting any younger, and I, <laughs> <laughs> time to push you out of the nest. Yeah, and I, you know, I, um, I couldn't move to Eastern Washington. I have kids, and um, we're kind of rooted here, and so it was like the thing to do was to start my own own thing, and so I actually found a space right next door to Patterson Cellars. Uh, with two other wineries who uh, were doing an alternating proprietorship. So I joined them, and I was the third winery in there. And um, two years ago, we did our first harvest on our own, and we did eight tons. So meaning 2012 or 2013? 2012. Uh, okay. 2013 was right. our own uh, uh, first, first time on our own. And then 2011, actually, these wines that we're tasting today, I made uh, at Patterson Cellars with him. Oh. Yeah. So under he his kind tutelage. of Yeah, so under his guidance, you know, well, as John John's a great teacher, but you know, you have to be responsible you have to do the work. and do the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. I love this story. It's uh, sp- the pleasure of speaking with Lisa Packer, the founder, the owner, the uh once intern and uh, <laughs> yeah. co- uh viticulture student over at Lake Washington Tech with War King W A R R hyphen K I N G War King Winery and you're located in the Woodenville Warehouse District right yes. next to Patterson Cellars right. right we are we're right next door well good well when we come back from this break we're going to dive into uh, the first white wine which I believe you said was a Roussan it's a Roussan that's exciting it's a it's a great grape for Washington excited to see how people texture it and uh, ferment it and of course what's in the glass never lies so um, stick around we come Come back from this break. We'll be diving into Working Wines right here on Happy Hour Radio. The home of the great one. Mark Levin. Weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. We're excited to have um, a brand new winery, and I guess it takes two years, really, once you start picking your own grapes. It takes you two years to go to press, and we've got Lisa Packer, the uh, proprietor of War King Winery up in Woodenville. You're in the warehouse district, and the first wine you've poured for me is a a Roussan, which I think is one of the great uh, white 
Grapes of Washington, soon to be. I mean, it's, it's been around for about 10 years now, but um, I know there's some great Roussans out there. Tell me about this Roussan. So I'm a big fan of Roussan, um, and I it, it's hard to find, but I think it is going to become a great Washington uh, wine grape. Um, I like it. It's kind of an alternative to a Chardonnay. Um, it has that body um, of a Chardonnay, but I like the notes. It's a little bit more exotic. I like the floral uh, notes on it. I like the kind of honeysuckle with it. Um, this is just, um, it's just one of my favorite. And where's the Roussan from? What vineyard do you pull this? Is in multiple vineyards? It's actually from one. It's Gamache Vineyards oh. up on White Bluff in Columbia Valley. Great. Yeah. Now, where is White Bluffs in Columbia Valley? Is it, what town is that? Is the town of White Bluff? It isn't. It's kind of like an area that they want to do, like a AVA. And I hear the white wines grow well there because I know that Clar Cellars does a Chardonnay, or there's some good white wines coming out of the White Bluffs area. Yes, beautiful uh, Riesling comes out of there too, and Roussan, and I believe there's some Shannon up there too. Oh well, Shannon's yeah. count is booming too with our yeah. friends over at Waitsburg Cellars. Well, David, give me your impression of this uh, 2011 Roussan. Thirteen. Oh, 2013 Roussan. Well, I kind of find Roussan to be a little bit more on the earthy. Uh, side of white wines and if you don't cover it up with oak you know you can definitely get a little bit of that kind of funk and earth so for me this is definitely not the wine for the person who wants kind of sweet fruity you know this is a little got more of that kind of old world kind of uh kind of background i would almost like this with oysters or something it has a, a nice i should say nice I, I always tease people when they say oh it's nice it's, it's the four-letter word that <laughs> describes wine is nice um but the acid here is really just just over moderate but it has a nice long um, acidic finish but it's not biting like a riesling or even a chardonnay uh, did you have to manipulate this or is it all natural acidity coming from white bluffs it's all natural acidity. And actually, I've noticed, too, like, well, this is our second year, but the acid levels are higher there. And I, from a winemaking standpoint, I like a little bit higher acid um, on a white. Um, I And even with reds, I, I like wines um, just from my background, uh, my experience drinking wine. I, I want food, food and wine to pair together. Well, me too, because that makes the meal great and yeah. uh, makes people smile. Well, this is a, definitely a smile and wine. What does this run? This one is running uh, $25 a bottle. That's a, it's got some elegance to it. I, I think that just the touch of French oak gives you a little bit of polish um, and a little bit of sophistication. When you're drinking a white wine, you really want to go, mmm, that's really very pleasant. And I think French oak gives you that uh, that little sophistication. Yeah. Uh, well done, 25 bucks, and available at your winery, of course. But where else might it be available in here in Seattle? So, so far, it's just our winery. All and right. uh, we are teeny tiny. Um, and the best way to um, get a hold of us is like us on Facebook um, or go to our website. We are actually just releasing our wines through um, events at this time. Um, and as we get more traction and more inventory, we'll we'll have a tasting room. Well, so you're truly a boutique room. winery. It's working winery up in Woodinville Warehouse District. But you'll be at the debuts and discoveries coming up March 21st. So people have a chance to, to meet you halfway. Because Woodinville is uh, definitely a day trip. But close enough to enjoy yourself all day. And uh, far enough to f feel like you're in wine country. Which is really fun. Well, congratulations on that 2013 Roussan. Now, it's just called Roussan. Or did you bring up some uh, irreverent name like the breweries? No, sorry. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we stuck with the grape. Yeah. Okay, well, it's yeah. very tasty. Now, you've also poured a red wine here in my other glass. Tell me about this next wine. So this is a 2011 um, 
uh, Syrah. And this is um, from Stillwater Creek Vineyards. Um, and this is done with neutral oak, but also some American oak. So it gives it, I like a little bit of American oak, not a lot, because it kind of gives Syrah a little bit of sweetness, kind of like a little bit of a bourbon note. Mm-hmm. A little vanilla, a little toffee. Yeah. yeah. So, um, coconut. Yeah. I would say uh, this is probably my favorite wine um, of the lineup. Just the, just the fruit was absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's just aged really nicely. So vintage in uh, vineyard. This is 2011 Stillwater Creek. To say it's um, it definitely has the hallmarks of 2011. Nice bright acidity, uh, but some juicy fruit notes, and it's still pretty tightly wound. Yeah. Um, I think the Syrahs show much like um, French Syrahs, Northern Rhone Syrahs, when they've got this much. Um, well, what do they call it? Just uh, it's just highly taut. It's taut. That's yeah. what it is. David, tell us what you think about the 2011 Stillwater Creek War King Syrah. Well, first of all, I'm noticing, as I'm sitting here, that um, there's a lot of uh, junk in its trunk uh, when you look at the bottle. So, I don't know. It's only 2011, but I'm kind of assuming this is unfiltered. And so, the unfiltered probably allows it to retain a lot of its kind of um, kind of <laughs> unusual you know notes that sometimes get cleaned up when you do a lot of filtering right so why do you do that you know i um so part of the thing is I want every vineyard or every vintage every uh grape to kind of show through, and I don't want to manipulate it much i want this is like this is what twenty eleven was this is what twenty twelve was i want so every wine's going to be different. And Let's talk about that for a second. How many vintages did you actually work prior to 2011? Uh, I did 10, 2010, really? and then 2011. Oh, I was going to say 10. Holy yeah. smokes. No, no, I no, see. no. So you did no. 2010, and so you did yeah. really one vintage. But it's I, what yeah. I hear from you, which I think is um, very admirable, is that you've already created a house style in your mind of what you want to do. And that after one vintage, I mean, to come out in 2011 and say this is what you want to do, it was the right thing to do in 2011 because you couldn't put too much showy oak on it, and Syrah doesn't necessarily need it. But uh, I like that you have this philosophy already, you know, you're espousing it, and um, it shows in the wine. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I'm, I love Washington. I love, I want to honor the growers. I want to honor the grape. I want to honor the state. And so this is what it is. This is what 2011 was for us. And and I just kind of guided it through the process. Very exciting. And uh, War King Stillwater Syrah 2011, what would this run? Uh, this one is $32 a bottle. Oh, it's a deal. Yeah. That's a great deal. Yeah. I mean, congrats. You know, what's great, too, is that you're not putting so much new oak, you got to pay a lot of money for the Syrah. But uh, you've got great fruit. Stillwater Creek is, uh, I think, in the 25th year now. It's It's been around for a while. Well, Sexy Syrah is the event that we do every April, and we've been doing it for, this will be the 14th year. And I really believe that Washington should be probably known for Syrah, um, if, if it was commercially a little bit more acceptable, uh, Merlot. And Merlot and Syrah, I think, are two grapes that we do fan, just such a great job with here. And this is a good example of a new winery coming out of the gates with a pretty good Syrah right out of the, you know, right off the bat. And 
Congratulations. So Warking, W-A-R-R hyphen K-I-N-G. Is that the website? Tell us how we can find you online. Yeah, just go uh, to our website. It's WarkingWines.com or go to Facebook and Warking Is there a hyphen in that? or is it There is a hyphen in it, yes. W-A-R-R hyphen K-I-N-G, Wines. Dot com. Check out Lisa Packer. Now, do you have a staff of, uh, you know, minions and interns <laughs> now that you're giving back to the community? I actually have uh, two guys I work with, Dwayne Bender and John World. And I met Dwayne when I was at Lake Washington Tech. And uh, they're both, uh, they love wine. They want to be around wine. And so... Um, so they're on their own volition, I yes, take it. Yes, they are. And I, gosh, I couldn't do it without them. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the nice thing about being in the warehouse district is we really are a great community. I mean, everything is really collaborative at times. And if something breaks or if you need to borrow equipment, I mean, everybody kind of helps each other out. It's really, really a unique um, experience there. I mean, it's uh, it's just it's nice to be part of that community. And they're nice people, and uh, you're all into the same thing, and everyone wants to see people succeed and um, uh, succeed together. So congratulations, Way. We've got one more wine to taste, so we come back from this break. We're going to try. Uh, let's tease it. What is it? This is a 2011 Cab. 2011 Cab from where? Cabernet Sauvignon. This is actually out of Wallook Slope. Ah, uh, all right, and that's uh, that, that's a good spot. There's yeah. some great wines coming out there. I know our friends, uh, and they're all friends here on Happy Hour Radio. <laughs> is uh, Mike and Karen Way to fielding hills they've got a lot of the, the waluk slope up there and this is river bend fruit ah see yeah. perfect uh, well, that's a great segue so we come back from this break we'll dive into the 2011 river bend vineyard cabernet sauvignon from working winery and uh, looking ahead of course you've got the seattle wine and food experience february 22nd you got harleys and hops february 27th and you've got the spacesignal.com backslash wine academy coming up in March. So you can check that out online. And uh, if it's not too far, of course, uh, we're chatting with David LeClaire about the Schilling Ciders and the Wingman Breweries. And, of course, Working Wines will be at Debuts and Discoveries coming up Saturday, March 21st. And tickets available at usrotary.org. And it's nice to plan ahead. Of course, that is NCAA, two, NCAA weekend here in, in Seattle with uh, the men's basketball tournament coming but they don't play on that Saturday, so that's a perfect opportunity to get out there. That's why I'm excited to get out to Magnuson Park, building number 30, which sounds like a movie studio or something, some crazy thing like that. But it's going to be a lot of fun, so stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. live. He's here. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, noon to three, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. Well, it's been a year since we've had the pleasure of joining the airwaves here in the KVI family on Happy Hour Radio, and I'm excited to be here on 6 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock Saturday, the Happy Hour Radio. Well, the Happy Hour Radio Hour. Uh, the power hour, so you get to pour some wines and pour a little cider and some beer and some spirits and join the conversation. If you've got uh, something to say, give us a shout-out on Twitter. It's uh, at HappyHRRadio. And, of course, if uh, you've got some uh, entertaining to do, um, don't be afraid to send us an email and ask. It's ask at HappyHourRadio.net. HappyHourRadio.net is our website, and you can always go there to check out the great host's uh, list of guests and shows and find us on iTunes so 
you can enjoy uh, us in your mobile device. How fun is that? Well, Lisa Packer, the uh, founder, what is your title? Let's get that title. Oh, gosh, what is my title? I guess I'm owner, winemaker, chief bottle washer, whatever it takes. Yeah. CBW. CBW. All right. Yeah. Lisa yeah. Packer with War King Wines. And I know you've got this 2011 uh, Riverbend Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon. Tell us um, how, why you chose Riverbend Vineyard, for one, and uh, how you went about making this particular wine. So one of the challenges being a small winery and starting out is just getting your hands on fruit. And part of that is the growers getting to know you and that trust and that relationship kind of developing. And the nice thing about Riverbend is um, actually uh, Dwayne, um, who is the assistant winemaker at our place, he actually has a relationship with Mike and has known him for a few years. And so Mike was willing to give us a uh, chance and uh, give us um, some tonnage of fruit for 2011. Um, and uh, so, so, so serendipity sometimes. This is yeah. uh, your your community. You've got an access point, and it actually worked out. Right, and you know, the, and like there are those growers that are really great. I mean, like I can't say enough good things about Roger Gamash. He has just been. Um, who just retired. No, is it Bob? One of them retired. His brother did. Okay. And it's his niece, who's Roger's daughter, that will be taking over the wine Jessica. there. Jessica. Yeah. 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 Great lady. And yeah. uh, that family is uh, really strong in, in the Washington wine. And I love their new label. So it's good to have these relationships. And of course, when it comes down to it, 800 wineries is... is Sounds like a lot, but that's a minimum eight hundred people. Because you're you're the chief bottle washer and winemaker and president and founder and all that. So it's it's not a huge uh, industry, but it certainly has a great impact. So Cabernet Sauvignon, of course, we've got uh, black fruits, uh, dark fruits. We've got uh, cassis and and hints of uh, some herbs, some thyme, some pepper. Um, Eleven was a long vintage, obviously a little cooler, so I think it maintained a lot of natural acidity, which this wine definitely has. Um, what's your oak pr- uh, profile here? So 2011, we this is no new oak. This is all neutral oak. And I do like a little bit of oak on our wines, and actually we've introduced them uh, in the 2013-2014 year. But um, I, I kind of like that old world style. Like I, I said, it's going back to that um, marrying food and wine together. Um, this is a nice elegant wine uh, with some nice velvety tannins that don't overpower food. Um, Those are natural grape tannins, too, because yeah. you're not using any new oak, which right. uh, gives you a great approachability mouthfeel. Right. So uh, 2011 Riverbend Cabernet, what would this run at uh, War King Winery? This is $28 a bottle. Are you kidding? No. That's the benefit of no new oak, of course, but right. um, that's great fruit. Exciting to taste it. So you have three wines here, the uh, 13 Roussan, the 2011 uh, Stillwater Creek uh, Syrah, and the 2011 Riverbend Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon. What other wines do you produce? So we do a, uh, we did a 2013 Riesling, and we also did a uh, 2011 Merlot. And uh, we're fortunate enough, we had a small pre, we call it a pre-release release for family and friends, and we we, uh, we sold out all our Merlot, and I think we have really? three bottles of Cab left. Well, that's yes. good for the industry to know that you sold out of the Merlot. Yes, and I love Merlot. I mean, we, David and I talk about it. We it's near and dear to both you of our hearts. We we yeah, it has a special you. place for us. I got a Merlot us. picture. I got a text. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to do an event called Malbec and Merlot. 
in order to get people in the door with Malbec so then you can get them to try the Merlot because the Merlot is good. It's just that people are really resistant because that stupid movie a yeah. long time ago. It's terrible. So if we could get them in the door with something else and then get them to try the Merlot again, I think people fall back in love. Or Why? I think you should make that movie you were talking about. Ooh. Why not Merlot? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lisa Packer, congratulations on um, breaking into the industry. You've Thank got you. some great tutelage with John Patterson and uh, War King Winery, uh, WarKingWines.com, available online. And um, make a trip out to Woodenville Warehouse District and go visit Lisa. Or wait for Lisa to come to Magson Park, Building 30, at Debuts and Discoveries in March. And David LeClaire, thanks for uh, all your great work setting up these fantastic events, opportunities to meet new people taste new things and uh, well just have a good time so thanks for joining me My on pleasure. Happy Hour thanks Radio. for having us always thank good you. to have you love to be at Happy Hour it is Happy Hour and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in it's 6pm uh, and I hope you're having a better time this is sort of the uh, well the aperitif hour would be another show we could try but uh, Happy Hour has got a better ring to it I look forward to seeing you and of course at uh, Friday February 27th uh, Harleys and Hops and um, sadly I will miss the Seattle Wine and Food Experience I'm going to go chase the sun I hear it's down in Arizona someplace, uh, as well as some spring training. So, uh, Seattle Wine and Food Experience, February 22nd. Uh, tickets available at seattlewineandfoodexperience.com. And, uh, but I will see you at Debuts and Discoveries March 21st. Remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers! <laughs>